Recording in progress. Thank you all so much for joining me. Before I begin, I need to pray. Father God, we just come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you so much for being full-time in our life. We ask that you keep our hearts softened for you and melted for you, God. Allow us to follow your voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit at all times, God. No matter what is happening in our life, no matter if we're going through trials and tribulations or any adversities, disparities, or inequities, God, we ask that you please allow us to see things from your eyes and hear from your ears so that we're not dependent on our own understanding for any situation, but we will depend on you and look at things from your perspective and not our own. That way we're not dependent on our own perspective. We're dependent on you. So God, we ask that you lead us in every situation and circumstance, that you continue to give us a double portion of your love, mercy, and grace, that you guide us, that you give us just the ability to have discernment more and more. Um, show us the motives of everyone that we come in contact with, God. Let us know what to pray for. Let us know what to rebuke. Let us know what to, to study in your word. So we thank you right now for filling us up with your Holy Spirit. We ask that you just quicken us with your Holy Spirit. Keep us 30,000 steps ahead of every situation and circumstance. No matter what, God, um, just please allow us to not grieve the Holy Spirit in any type of way. Let us have acceptance for your plan and will and purpose. God, show us how to have joy in you, entertainment in you, peace in you, God. Allow your word to just resonate in our life. We plead the blood of Jesus over our steps, over our minds, God. We ask that our minds will be transformed by the renewing of our minds through your word, through your power, through your purification and sanctification in our life, God. Because we need you, God. So we ask that you just please continue to give us a double portion of your love, mercy, and grace. But most importantly, please, Lord, let your will be done. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is still in your time and blood. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining me today on Laws, Life, and Health. Let's talk about it. So hopefully today should be the last day for women's health, Okay. Um, I apologize about the last couple of days. I was able to go ahead and post um, the podcast from Friday. I do apologize about all of the um, basically like the the lack of um, accountability on my part when it comes to me being diligent and, and making sure that I'm on time and posting these things as necessary. Um, I don't make excuses, so I will try and uh, make sure that I'm doing better moving forward. So what? Um, let me go over a few of the housekeeping rules, okay? So if you're joining me via the Zoom webinar, please go ahead and put your questions in the Q&A, and I'll be sure to respond to you there. Also, if you have any questions, if you're joining me on any of the audio apps, such as like Podbeam or iHeartRadio, Spotify, any of those, just go ahead and just put your comments in the comments section and I'll um, be sure to respond to you there. Also, if you are interested in becoming a writer um, or maybe an intern, you wanted to get some college credit for a school. Um, if you were possibly mandated for community service or if you wanted to do some volunteer work 
please go ahead and send an email request to info at suddenchangescorporation.org. Once again, that is info at suddenchangescorporation.org. Okay. All right. So, oh, also, if you wanted to suggest a topic, please send your um, topic suggestion to Deanna Watson at suddenchangescorporation.org. That would be D-E-A-N-N-A at Deanna, well, Deanna Watson at suddenchangescorporation.org. Also, if you wanted a prayer, if you have a prayer request, please go ahead and send that request to Laws Life Health at suddenchangescorporation.org. Okay. Thank you all so much for joining me tonight. I'm going to um, go ahead and get right into the word today. So let me go ahead and share my screen. And if um, if for any if at any time while I am speaking and I don't see your hand raised or something, just please go ahead and um, double tap for uh, raising your hand. I'll be able to see you there. Okay. All right. So let's go to the Bible. We're gonna go to James chapter four verse eight. James chapter four verse eight. Okay. It says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So I wanted to talk about this because, um, okay, so we're on James chapter four, verse eight. And so I want to read on from there. So I'm going to look at verse nine. Well, actually, let's let's start from verse seven. James chapter four, verse seven. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double minded. Grieve, mourn and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And so what this means here is as we submit ourselves unto God, when we're, you know, like faced with temptation and, um, you know, like possibly anything that would deter our mind from focusing on God. For instance, if you submit yourself unto God instead of being angry, if you submit yourself unto God instead of being unforgiving, if you submit yourself unto God instead of having hatred, if you submit yourself unto God instead of committing infidelity, if you submit yourself unto God instead of fornicating. So if we submit ourselves to God, We, we can resist the devil and he will flee from us. So the way that we resist the devil is when we submit ourselves to God. So in verse eight, it says, come near to God and he will come near to you. So what this means is that if we come near to God, instead of focusing on what that person did to us to cause us to have unforgiveness, 
instead of focusing on your spouse committing infidelity in your marriage if you focus on god instead of those problems if you focus on god instead of your job terminating your position or demoting you from your promotion if we draw near to god he will come near to us and so that's what god wants us to know and understand that like we are always going through temptations but temptations does not come from god so let's go i want to go to another scripture and it's it should be in james too temptation does not come from god so we're going to go to james chapter 1 verse 12 through 18. it says great blessings belong to those who are tempted and remain faithful after they have proved their faith god will will give them the reward of eternal life god promises to all people who love him whenever you feel tempted to do something bad you should not say god is tempting me evil cannot tempt god and god himself does not tempt anyone you are tempted by the evil things you want your own desire leads you away and traps you your desire grows inside you until it results in sins then the sin grows bigger and bigger and finally ends in death in verse 16 it says my dear brothers and sisters don't be fooled about this everything good comes from god every perfect gift is from him these good gifts come down from the father who made all the lights in the sky but god never changes like the shadows from those lights he is always the same so god decided to give us life through the true message he sent to us he wanted us to be the most important of all that he created and this is one of my favorite scriptures here james chapter 1 verse 12 through 18. um but going back i want to go back to where it it talks about james chapter 4 and looking in verse 8 come near to god and he will come near to you wash your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double-minded so it's like we we have double-mindedness when we're going through all of these temptations that god doesn't really want us to go through we are only we only go through it because we can't resist the temptation our flesh is not going to allow us to resist the temptation so the only way that we can remain faithful is through god so we see that if we submit ourselves to god instead of giving in to the temptation instead of giving in to the strife instead of giving in to the anger instead of giving in to the sexual immorality or morality of fornication and adultery instead of giving in to unforgiveness instead of giving in to all of these different things god wants us to submit ourselves to him because we see in james chapter one that blessings belong to us 
who are tempted and remain faithful. So we have to remain faithful to God no matter what we're going through. It's like if you mess up today, you should feel bad about it and not do it the next day. It's like every single day is going to be a continuation of you submitting yourself to God. And then you'll look up, it's 30 days. Now it's 45 days. It's 60 days. It's 90 days. And you've prolonged and you remain faithful to God. So like, this isn't something that, that just comes easy just because we say it or just because this is something that we, yes, we desire it. But we see, as I talked about last week with Paul in Matthew chapter 24 and how um, Paul, he really wanted to do what was right, but what was in him, the sin his sinful nature caused him to just not do the right thing. So the sin that is lurking, sin that is on the inside, basically sin is going to try to tempt God's children. But blessings belong to those who are tempted and remain faithful. So after they have proved their faith, God will give them the reward of eternal life. So God promises to all people who love him. So whenever that, whenever you feel tempted to do something bad, you should not say that God is tempting me. This is in verse 13, James 1, 13. So we see that when Jesus was here on earth, he never got tempted by evil. So evil cannot tempt God. Okay, God himself does not tempt anyone, right? You are tempted by the evil things that you want, by your desires that lead you away and traps you. Only because, guess what? People don't resist. They're not submitting themselves unto God in order to resist the devil. When you submit yourself to God, then you can resist the devil and the devil will flee from you. If you come near to God, God will come near to you. So then if we, we, we draw closer to God, meaning that we need to talk to God in this situation, we need to talk to God in our problems. We need to include God with whatever it is that we're going through, that we're feeling and that we're experiencing. We need to include God in our life in our conversation so if it's something that you're unsure about like you want to know okay so god i want to be able to find joy and you know just believing in you and and i want to be happy i want to have entertainment with you god you know it's like we have to ask god for the things that we want that is seeking god that is that is craving him that's being able to crave the will of God for your life. So when we do those things, we can, what, what can we do after that? We see here in verse nine of James uh, chapter four, verse nine, grieve, mourn, and well. And so what this is saying here, if you grieve, mourn, and well, and I'm sorry, this is the, uh, yeah, this is the new international version. The other James one, James chapter one, verses 12 through 18, that's actually the easy to read version. So I can go back and switch to the NIV version or you can, um, but I want to kind of like switch it up a little bit. So um, we see here in verse nine, it says uh, in James four, verse nine, grieve, mourn and well. 
So what this is saying is like, okay, you might grieve and you might mourn and you might wail about the things that you so desire. But that doesn't mean that God is not going to help you overcome. It's like, okay, I want this relationship. I want this marriage, right? And then you're like, but God is saying, no, you know, this is not for you. So we have to accept the things that God is telling telling us, right? So sometimes you may you may grieve and mourn and wail over some of the things that you desire. Like for instance, you may just desire that sexual intimacy with your uh, partner. But now, if God is saying, "Look, He does not want you doing this. You are not married to this person, but you still." You are still desiring this person. You're desiring their body. You're desiring them, right? So that's like you're you're grieving over their body. You want their body. You know, and so that is not good. So we have to we have to change our laughter into mourning and our joy to gloom. Meaning that that's what this scripture is saying in, in James chapter 4, verse 9. Grieve mourning well. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Quit being happy over doing wrong. Quit being happy because your feet run to drama. Quit being happy gossiping about other people. Don't have joy in these things. Turn that joy into gloom, meaning that you should not feel good because somebody else is doing bad. You should not feel happy because they are sad. And you going back gossiping about them. Oh, they lost it. He lost his job or she lost her job. Her husband is cheating on her. All of these things is not something that God wants us to be happy about. People that gossip are joyful when they hear negative things. You see negative things on Facebook and people are laughing. They're joking about it. They're happy. They're laughing instead of mourning. These things are said. The world, what is happening around the world, this is not a laughing matter. This is not a time to have joy in those type of situations when we see things are happening around the world when there is an inequity. So what, what does God want us to do in place of that? God is not saying that, look, I, I want you to be depressed and stressed out and have anxiety. No. What God is simply saying here, and it's really simple to understand, that God wants us to simply make sure that you are not happy over the things that you see that are bad. Pray about those things. If we draw close to God, God will draw near to us. That's what God is saying. So don't gossip. Don't talk about people. Don't feel like, okay, well, don't look down on other people because you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they've experienced in their life. So what I would like to do is I'd like to look up a couple of these terms and analyze them from the Strong's Concordance, okay? All right, so um, looking here in James chapter 4, and I'm going to look at uh, verse 11, okay? Let's look at, um, oh, no, I'm going to look at verse 9 again. It says, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. 
okay so that is like the other version i was reading was the um the niv version so let me go to the strong concordance okay here we go so here is a word i want to look up the word um let's look up the word heaviness okay and i know that many of these terms are in the dictionary right but um, it's a great thing to get into the habit of studying things from the Hebrew scrolls and also the Greek. So when we look at the Strong's Concordance, we're going to be analyzing the word of God from the Dead Sea Scrolls. So the Dead Sea Scrolls is how the Bible is written. You have the Old Testament because there are two Testaments. One is the Old Testament, which is from the books of Genesis to the books of Malachi. Then you have the New Testament, which is from the book of Matthew on to the book of the books of Revelation. And so those two different Testaments you have the in the Old Testament is all Hebrew scrolls. In the New Testament, you have the Greek scrolls, not the Greek scrolls. I'm sorry. You have the language in greek the bible is written in greek and so if you ever want to look up like any word in the bible you want to utilize the strong concordance and so since the king james bible is most closely uh resembles the old testament and the new testament of the hebrew scrolls and the greek then we're going to look up each word in the king james bible and so what it does, it provides a uh, translation. It gives us a lexicon word and also it attaches a number to that word. So each word may have like several different meanings depending on what word you're looking for. And so when we search a word in the Strong's Concordance, for instance, we're looking at the word heaviness. This word heaviness is mentioned in 14 different Bible verses, but only has 10 different meanings to the word so it has 10 different lexicon numbers and, and words these lexicon numbers can also be interpreted as strong's numbers and so when we are looking at the strong's concordance we can analyze the word of god for instance in the old testament we have the hebrew scrolls but in the first five books of the bible we have genesis exodus leviticus numbers deuteronomy and that is considered the torah which is also the law that is basically all of the law that God um, created for us, for people. In the New Testament, in the first four books of the Bible, we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so that is considered the Gospels. It talks about the life of Jesus Christ. And when he was here on earth, we see that Jesus, he was... Um, he was 100% God. Jesus Christ was 100% God and also 100% man. And so what he did was he manifested into the flesh. God manifested into the flesh and he became as low as the angels in heaven. And so low as in the, as low as lowly as the angels, meaning that he became human flesh 
So God wanted to show us that he could become just like us and sin not. So in order for us to have redemption, we have to come through Jesus Christ because he died on the cross for our sins. So what he did was he was crucified on the cross. He resurrected after the third day. And after the third day of resurrection, he was here on earth for 40 different days. 40 days he was here after his resurrection. And so what he did was um, he was here on earth, meaning that he wasn't in one specific place. Um, Jesus talked to a lot of people after his resurrection. And so he talked to many of his apostles. He talked to a lot of the few people that doubted him, um, including Doubting Thomas, right? Um, we also see that once he was here for 40 days, he ascended into heaven. Okay, after the 40 days and then 10 days later, he sent down the Holy Spirit. And so that what that it means is that the number 50 means the day of Pentecost. So Jesus was on earth for 40 days after his resurrection. 10 days later, he sent the Holy Spirit down to ascend. So the Holy Spirit ascended and this, I'm sorry, descended on earth and he ascended into heaven 10 days before that. So what, what we see is that that is the number 50 and that's considered the day of Pentecost. But what we do notice here is that during the time that Jesus was here alive on earth, he did not now use his To defend is really so they can actually repent for their sins and God with us so that we can have life again, eternal life, because sin equals death. Okay, and so in order to have life, we have to come through Jesus Christ. We have to accept that He died on the cross for us. He was crucified, He resurrected. Okay, we have to believe this in order to be saved. And so, um, you know, um, so moving forward if you at whenever you want to study the word of god you're not going to go to the dictionary to study the word of god for instance the word perfect is mentioned in the in the bible 94 different bible verses the the word perfect has 23 different meanings it does not mean that what it means in a dictionary perfect in the bible means tam which is also 
it means um it means uh mature in nature and in act so that is going to be strong's number let me get that strong's number here the word perfect i wanted to pull that up i think i believe it's it's strong's number eight five four eight five three five it is strong's number eight five three five and it means tim it means to be mature in thought and action so that's what perfect means so it's imperative for us all to be able to access the word of god and analyze it from the biblical perspective and not the dictionary okay because the dictionary if you're i mean there's some words you could look in a dictionary but most of the time you want to look at the strong concordance and you want to study the word of god we should be studying the word of god okay so going back to this scripture here i was i left off on james chapter 4 verse 9 okay i wanted to look up the word heaviness and so that's right here by me looking it up on the king james bible it pulls up every single verse so all i have to do is click here um once you click the link because sometimes if it has an asterisk there it's not going to give you the actual name so the way that we do that is we just click on the lexicon so we click on the, the name heaviness so the, the name heaviness is strong's number 2726 it is pronounced Cat a fire, cat a fire, cat a fire. It means um so from a compound, it means a, it's a derivative of the base to downcast, demurness, um sadness. So God, instead of us having joy for certain things, we should have heaviness. And God is not saying for us to have heaviness in our relationship with him or in our walk with him. Yes, you're going to experience adversities. You're going to go through problems. You're going to have a lot of different things that go on in your life that can negatively impact you. But what God is saying here, because you, we have to look at the entire context of what the bible is saying so i want to go back to the niv version so we see here starting from verse 7 we're only looking from verse 7 into verse 10. james chapter 4 verse 7 and 10. submit yourselves then to god resist the devil and he will flee from you so what this is saying we have to submit ourselves to god then the then we can resist the devil and he will flee from us. Come near to God and he will come near to us. So if we draw closer to God, God is going to, in turn, come closer to us. We wash our hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So it's like, okay, at one point you want to do good, then you want to do bad. This is what God, this is what the word of God is telling us here. So we don't have to be confused or have any type of um language barrier that'll that'll cause us to have a disconnect of what the word of god is saying god is simply telling us look draw closer to me and i will draw closer to him, to you so no matter what you're going through in your life god is going to be there to deliver you god is going to be there to set you free 
So we simply just have to wash our hands from the, everything. Let, let it go. Don't be double-minded. Don't let's let it go. Let it go. Let that situation go. God does not want you doing it. Let it go. So it's saying grieve morning well. Whatever it takes for you to get over that situation. Whatever it takes for you to get over the anger that you're feeling. Whatever it takes for you to get over the unforgiveness. Whatever it takes for you to get over the betrayal. Whatever it takes for you to get over this thing. God is saying submit yourself to him. Just submit yourself to him. Draw to God and he will draw near to you. So, yes, okay, she betrayed you. Let it go. That's what God is saying. Grieve, mourn, and well. Grieve, mourn, and well over these things. If you submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So this is all in one paragraph. And it's a reason why it's that way. So it was, wasn't meant to be separated that way. Okay, yes, there are separate verses, but this is a section that is talking about all the same thing. And it's so important because we see that verse seven is also um, also similar to verse eight. Right? In verse eight, the second part of verse eight is similar to verse nine. And we see that at the verse 10, it is similar to, to verse 7 and 8, the, the first part of it. So, like, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. This is what God wants us to do. So, whatever we're going through, sometimes it is very hard and difficult to get over some situations. It is. It's hard to let things go. Um... But it's not hard when we say God on our journey. When we say, God, I want you included in my choices and I want you included in my decisions. Yes, you might keep messing up, but guess what? You're going to still keep reverting right back to God. Just keep going right back to God. And then eventually the power of God is going to overthrow and overpower your flesh. It's just about what you what you can what you're capable of doing you are not within your own power able to resist the devil you have to we have to submit ourselves unto god and then resist the devil and then he will flee from us so god's power is made perfect in our weakness as we submit ourselves unto god as we draw near to god God draws near to us. God isn't saying, go up. God not telling you, yes, go be unhappy. You know, like, yes, you're going to have adversities. You're going to have situations in life. But that is not what this scripture, this, this verse, these verses are saying. These verses are telling you to overcome the things of this world by not being happy and joyful about the bad things that you see so what i i believe is is specifically referencing people that um sh should humble themselves before the lord this this scripture is all about humbling yourself before god it's about saying okay god i need you i want you god 
I want you included in my life. I want you included in my choices. I want you included in my decisions. I want you to influence my motivation. I want you to make my confidence strong in you. My confidence is attached to you. God, my life is attached to you. My soul is attached to you. My mind is attached to you. This is about us being humble with God, regardless of what we're experiencing, regardless of what we see, what we're going through. God wants us to resist those things. Resist the habit of getting angry. Resist your habit of, of a lot, whatever it is that's hindering you in life. We have to resist these habits that are causing us to be disadvantaged. God wants the best for us. So this scripture, James chapter four, verses seven through 10 is really talking about us being humble before God. Because God wants us to be humble before him. So let's look at this back in, in the uh, King James Bible. And I want to look at verse 10. To a more in-depth analysis of verse 10. So verse 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. So let's look at the word humble. Okay. So James chapter four, verses 10, uh, we're going to click here too again. And whenever you have to click the link in the strong Concordance, just go ahead and click the fourth um, tab over. Um, is it the fourth or the... Okay, just go ahead. And it doesn't show it. It doesn't show. Ooh, my battery is not working on my computer. I got to get this fixed. Just happened today. There we go. Thank you, God. Okay. So, well, I, I kind of like how they outline the book of James, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, it doesn't look like they have the actual um lexicon words for for uh excuse me for humble in greek so let's look up the word humble in greek okay so this is going to be strong's number 5013 to make low to humble i make or bring low humble humiliate pass i am humble Remember the scripture that I was just talking about with Jesus um, being low like the angels. So um, let's look at this. Okay. We're going to look at Hebrews 2 and 7. It says, you made them a little lower than the angels. You, this, this wasn't it. Okay, so yeah, it is it. So, 
let's just look at the whole chapter of Hebrews 2 so that that way you all can see exactly what this means. I don't know why it's Hebrews 2. Okay. Let's see here. Okay, we must. Okay. So we're going to look at Hebrews 2, chapter 5. Chapter 5 through 8. It is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come, which we are speaking. But there is a place where someone has testified. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? A son, a man that you care for him. You made them a little lower than the angels. You crowned them with glory and honor and put everything under their feet. See, the thing about this is, it's saying them and their. I believe this verse talks about um, him. So if we look here, it says, okay, but. Excuse me. It says in Hebrews chapter two, Hebrews chapter two, um, verse five. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testifies, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visited him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels, thou crownedest him with glory and honor and did it set him over the works of thy hands. So we see here that Jesus was created a little lower than the angels. He's 100% God and 100% man. And so what that means is humble. The word humble is to make low to humble. The Strong's number 5013 to make low. So that actual um, verse was in Hebrew. So let me look at, let me look at this. I just want to do a, a correlation. Okay, here we go. We look at Hebrews 2, verse 7. It says, Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownedest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. And so this word here, lower, I think that's the word. That's the word I just looked up. The word, uh, yeah, lower is Strong's number 1024 which is pronounced brockles brockles it means uncertain affinity short of a time place quantity or number few words little space for a while so we see that the word lower using it in hebrews chapter 2 verse 7 context it means for a while short of time a place so 
God was made lower for a while, for a short time, in a short place, okay? For a certain um, a number of time. So that's what that means. But when we also look up the word humble, yes, it has like a similar meaning, but it's not the same. Even though it, it means a similar context. So we see here in this instance that the word lore is pronounced brakus, which is Strong's number 1024. But the word humble is Strong's number 5013, which is pronounced tapinu, tapinu, which means make or bring low. Humble. And it says, I make or bring low. To make low, to humble. So for us to be humble before God, what this is saying in james chapter four let me go back to james four and then i'm going to turn back to the niv version we see that jesus had to become a low for a while which he was humble during that time so we see the word humble it has a direct correlation it is so similar in context so this scripture james chapter 4 verse 7 through 10 god wants us to become humble like that we should be humble in situations meaning that if god can come here on earth and god not use his godly power to defend himself, and this is for the believers in Christ, okay? God can come here and not defend himself. We should be able to humble ourselves before God by letting go of the things that God does not want in our life. That means submit yourselves then to God so that we will resist the devil and he will flee. So the more and more we resist, the, I'm sorry, the more and more we submit ourselves to God, the more and more the devil will resist. Because it allows us, through our submission to God, it gives us the opportunity to be humble. It's like, oh God, I really, really do not want to make a mistake like this. I really, really just want to please you. I don't want to satisfy any desires that I have to fornicate, right? Or I don't want to satisfy any desires to have forgive unforgiveness in my heart. I just want to let it go. I forgive and I move on. God, help me forgive. Help me to not fornicate. Help me, God. So that's what we have to do. We have to speak to God and tell God what our desires are. Yes, you have a desire to go out here and 
may be walking unforgiveness. You may have unforgiveness in your heart for your friends, or you may have unforgiveness in your heart for your your classmates or people in, in your at your job. But God doesn't want you to be that way. He wants you to let it go. So we we don't give in to the desire of unforgiveness. We give in and let God know what we want our desires to be replaced with. What do you want your desires to be replaced with? You tell God what you want your desires to be replaced with. So that's what we do. We're going to tell God, God, I don't want to walk in unforgiveness. God, I don't want to fornicate. God, I don't want to be angry. God, I don't. You tell God what you want those desires, your fleshly desires, the carnal desires, tell him what you want them to be replaced with. And so that's what God wants us to do. So I wanted to move forward a little bit. If you all can just hold on one moment. Thank you. So it is like extremely cold in, in here. So I had to cut that air off. Okay. So I want to shift gears here for a minute. And I want to talk about um, some of the things that I have been talking about the last couple of months. Um, really leading up to the last couple of weeks, which was staying positive. Okay. Um, we see here. Let's go to, okay, so last week I talked about Eve and how Eve, yes, she's a life giver and um, Eve uh, was the first woman to dominate a man. She made Adam give up his position as head so that he could listen to her and eat from the forbidden tree that God commanded him not to eat from. Um, she did all of this to appease her desires and um, those things that she thought was pleasurable to her. Okay. So we see that Adam was the first man to have passivity, which is basically submissiveness to a woman. She was also easily enticed and beguiled by the serpent, where she later blamed the serpent instead of taking accountability for her actions. She wasn't the only one. Adam also um, lacked ownership and accountability, and he blamed the woman for his actions. Um, but when God was looking for them in the garden, he called upon Adam. He didn't call the woman. So we see that Adam was created in God's image, not the well. Well, I'm not going to say not the woman because that wouldn't be true. Um, I'm going to just say. It was God created Adam in his image first. And then a woman was derived from the man. So woman was derived from man. The woman also, um, she was deceived and convinced the man to follow her in the deception of her pleasures that she just so desired so much, right? 
Um, we also see that God punished Eve, but God gained dominion, allowed for um for man and woman to have dominion over the earth to rule basically the earth. Um, so we see that Eve was created to be a helpmate, but she did not maintain her position. Okay, that was the problem. She didn't maintain the position that God had given her. So what I would like to say is um let's let's look here. I would like to look at being able to maintain the, the position that God has given you. So there's a couple of scriptures that I like to look at. Just give me one second. Okay, here we go. Okay, so there's an article from um, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Chuck Swindle, right? Um, there, this is an article. This is an article that was published by Bryant Kelly in April of 2011. And so it talks about how um, living life to the fullest, right? So this is basically talking, it, it, it takes the biblical concept and attempts to fulfill God's purpose in our lives, right? So we should seize every opportunity that God gives us as long as it is called today. And so they have a, a scripture here, Hebrews 3 and 13. It says, you must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. So this is so important. And, and this article, I think, is about to be amazing to cover some of the basics, okay, of just being able to manage um, your position, true stewardship. Maintaining the relationship that you have with God. So we need to be willing to take in every single moment that God has given us in a way to make sure that our hearts do not become hardened against God. So the way that that happens is we have to stay diligent and say, okay, God, this is what's going on, God. I need your help in this area. I need you. I need you. Help me, God. So we, instead of us calling people, or instead of us trying to resolve things through people, we have to try and resolve things through God, right? So this concept is basically called stewardship, right? Because we're not going to allow sin to harden our hearts with, with God. So it refers to the way that we manage the life that God has given us for me and you. So we often think of God's gifts in three areas, our time, our talent, and our treasure. So each of ours is to manage every day of our lives. And I'm reading this verbatim almost um, with the 
the article. It's, it's a pretty short article, all right? Um, so time, when we look at time, investing the minutes of life and the priorities of God. So he's, he used this example and says, life is like a coin. Um, let's look at Psalm 90. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, life is like a coin. You can spend it however you want, but you only can spend it once. Right? You look at... Uh, now, when we think about that, let's reflect on that. Life is like a coin. Life is like a coin. You can spend it however you want, but you only can spend it once. Some people feel like they have so many coins they could just live life however they want. They just continue to cease the moment satisfying their desires. Ah, you know, live life. You only get one. You know, who cares if you mess up? Well, God cares if you do. God cares if you're talking to him. God wants us to care about our relationship with him. He just wants us to care. He care about us. And he wants us to talk back to him. Because the more and more we talk to God, the more and more we can draw closer to him. It's the same. And this is not coming from this article. I just want to add this to the article because I think that this is so important to pay attention to. You know, it's like when you're building relationships with people like your friends, your network, your associates, your colleagues. You're building relationships with these people, but the more and more you communicate with them, the more and more you're engaging with them, the more and more you draw a closer relationship. You build rapport. You build long-lasting friendships, long-lasting networks. So think about this. If you're not talking to God the way that you should, how are you saying that you're close to God? So we... We draw close to God by our conversations with him and by the way that we interact with God. So the more and more time that we spend in our communing and, and communication with the Lord, the better our relationship becomes and the better our walk in Christ becomes, our stewardship, the way God has gifted us with. So I like the analogy about the coin, but I really, really like it. It, it provoked a thought that really was inclusive to this because we have to talk to God just as much as we talk to people, but we should be talking to God more than we talk to people. So like if you mess up, it's okay. You know, get on your knees and repent, feel convicted, feel bad about what you're doing and turn away from it. Change your situation by giving it over to him. So we see in Psalm 90, um, it tells us that we have a limited time on earth to accomplish God's plan for our lives. So it says here in Psalm 90, it says, Lord, through all the generations, you have been our, our home. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from the beginning to end, you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, return to dust, you mortals. For you, a thousand years are as a passing day, as brief as a few night hours. You sweep people away like dreams that disappear. 
They are like grass that springs up in the morning. In the morning, it blooms and flourishes. But by evening, it is dry and withered. So we see that this scripture here, it talks about, you know, us being able to understand that we have a limited time on earth. So we know that time has to be handled carefully, but we, we search the internet for time management. And you might find like a 5 million sites for time management. But God's word in his scripture shows us that we should, we should invest our time in studying what God's word is. So we look at Psalm 90 and verse 12, and it says, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. So really what this scripture is saying, teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. So if we're understanding that our time here on earth is limited, God says in the Old Testament that man should not live past 120 years. That's it. It doesn't matter how. It doesn't matter about what technology a person invents, what is happening, okay? The word of God is true, and it will continue to be true. So the Bible tells us that, let's let's look at this scripture here. Everything in the Bible is going to tell you the truth. Anything you want to know about the word of God is, is in the Bible. So this should be in Genesis. Um, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 6, verse 3. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days will be 120 years. 120 years that's it so regardless of what you may think um a life extension can be people will not live past 120 years okay everything the bible says is true now you may hear of people living 108 years 107 no one is going to live past 120 years okay so the word of God is true. Let God be true and every man a liar. So we see here that talent, putting your skills to work in the family of God. So when we receive Christ, we gain the right to be called a child of God. We accepted the fact that Jesus Christ, he died for us. He was resurrected. He went into ascended into heaven. He sent his Holy Spirit down to us. And now we are a part of the body of Christ. So guess what? We have been positioned in the body of Christ to maintain our position, our talent that God has gifted us with certain skills. And these skills that God has given us, we need to be maintaining them. So regardless of what your personal, your personality is, your IQ is, your if, if it's your IQ is high or low, God has given his children certain spiritual gifts. And those spiritual gifts need to be maintained within the body of Christ. 
And so we have discernment. That's a gift. We need to be making sure that the things that we talk about is maintaining the talent of the spiritual gifts that God has gifted us to have. So the next thing he talks about, this is the last thing here too, is treasure. Um, so the whole subject of giving money, this is, this is about treasure. Okay. So where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. So most of the time, there are so many people that do not understand that when you believe in God, you are going to give. There are people that do not believe in God, but they know and understand what it means to give. They know the practical applications that it takes for them to be successful. They know that in order for them to receive it, that they should give. So, being a good steward means that you're going to also be a good financial steward. Meaning that you're going to be enthused to give. It's like the, the house of the Lord, you know that there is a light bill. You know that there is a gas bill. You know that there is a line uh, care service bill. Cleaning bill. All of these different things, right? No one, everyone isn't just giving free electricity to, to churches. You go to churches, the air conditioning system that is operating, right? In the, in the cold winter months, you have heat that is operating and functioning where you can come in and, and get heat. And so it's so important to be able to understand the principles of giving. When you give, God blesses you through your sacrifice, your, your enthusiasm and giving God blesses you. So it's so important for us to know that even people that don't believe in God, they are able to give because they know that in order to receive, they have to give. So they become humanitarians. They become philanthropists. They become givers. But see, the problem with that is that, you know, like it's okay to, you know, do the right thing, but the doing the right thing is not the only thing that will get you in heaven. There is a story of the rich man, the rich man um, who did not want to give up, to give up his money. Because he was a man of many treasures. I think that this is in Mark. This is in the book of Mark. Matthew. Oh, it's in, it's in Matthew too. So it's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So let's look at these. Um, this verse here in, in Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 through 30. So someone came to Jesus with this question, teacher, what good deed must I do to, to have eternal life? So he said, why ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones? The man asked. 
And Jesus replied, you must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and your mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. The man says, I've obeyed all of these commandments. The young man replied, what else must I do? So Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect. Now remember what perfect is. Go and sell all of your possessions and give the money to the poor. So we, we know that the word perfect means to be mature. So that's what it means. If you, if you want to be mature in nature and in act, go and sell all of your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the young man had heard this, he had went away sad for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I'll tell you the truth. It is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Then Peter says to him, we're, we're, we've given up everything to follow you. What will we get? Jesus replied, I assure you that when the world is made new and the son of man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have all been my followers will also sit on 12, on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be the least important. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. So let me, um, I wanted to give an example of, um, so I was watching this video and on this video, it showed, this was basically like an experiment, right? Let me see, um, let me see something here. I'm trying to see that I add this on there. Now, I don't think I did. I did want to include this video, though. I thought the video was so interesting. I did. So. Oh, this blog is really, really long. Okay. Okay, so I don't have it on there. What I like to do, let me pull up, let me pull up this blog. Not this blog, it's a video. It's an actual video. I'm gonna I have to go through my my videos. Let's see. Okay. I want to show this video. I thought that this video is so interesting, actually. Yes.
Let me find it. Okay, here we go. No, that's not it. One second. Okay. Alright, so. See, it wasn't that one. Um. I thought I shared it. Um, let me look a couple of more. Go down a few more. If I can't find it. I'll try to play it on um, Thursday. Mm -hmm. Okay. So basically, there was this video that talked about... Let me see. Let me see. Let me see if I could just pull it up YouTube. Okay, um giving um a homeless okay. Which one was it? Should be one thousand dollars. I think it was this one at the top. Here you go. Asking strangers for a thousand dollars. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Asking strangers for money, then giving them $1,000 when they when they give him money. Okay, so here we go. I want to play this video. I want to play this video because it, it really does correlate with the scripture that I had pulled up here. And um, it really does. It correlates with the scripture, okay? So let's see here. All right. So let's go ahead. Let me um let me play this video. So this video is about 12 minutes long. And I want to add it to the podcast too. So you all can see it in reference. You know, um, and it and it doesn't, it's not like it's saying that the rich, the rich person um are the people that they are asking for money right 
it's that's not what it's saying actually what it's really saying here is that look they're asking for people for money who they think would be a lot more fortunate than homeless people right so just because sometimes you do the right thing sometimes doing the right thing isn't always the right thing and so what god wants us to do is just really be able to give to people that really need it and so i wanted to share this video based upon the um scripture of matthew 19 verse 16 through 30 okay here we go so it's 12 minutes and 48 seconds long so i'm gonna just let it play and then whoever is joining um via zone webinar you'll be able to see the actual video there okay I've been walking for about 10 miles, and I just already hear that. Have a nice day. You're going to assault me? I'm going to assault you? Well, I'll put my hands on you. You're going to get the f*** on my job. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to talk to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. Bless you. Thank you. Yo, you're God amazing. You're amazing. Today, we're going to go ask random strangers for a spare of change. Whoever decides to help out, we're going to bless them with a thousand times more. Yeah, just anything would help, like a spare change or anything. I'm just going to grab some water. Excuse me? Oh, I don't have change. Do you have any change? No. I've just been walking for like 10 miles and I can really appreciate it. Can I have a couple dollars? I just, I just need one dollar. I'm really hungry, sir. Please. I just need a, to grab a bite to eat. I just need a couple of change. Have a nice day, sir. Thank you. Please. Have a nice day, sir. Thank you. I've been walking for about 10 miles and I just... Sorry to hear that. Have a nice day. Thank you. I just wanted to ask him to spare a dollar, like I've been walking up and down the street, you know? No, I don't. No, I don't. Like if you could just spare like a few dollars. I like... don't. I don't. You may move along. I didn't mean to offend you, but well, I just... Then move along. I don't want to. Do I need to get one of these cops over there to come and get you away from me? I didn't know I was doing anything illegal. Yeah, well, just move along. Okay. How many times do I have to say... 50 cents. No! No, I don't! Bro, why are you screaming at me? Because you're not leaving! I said I do not have money to give you! How long have you been homeless, man? Man, yeah, you just gotta stay strong, man. Dead, you know? Yeah, no, I feel you. It's like been a day for me, and it's really hard. Like, I don't even know how to eat. And I've been asking people for, like, a spare of change yeah, and everything. Huh? You have to be patient with them, you know? There's a lot of good people yeah, I've been asking a lot of people and nobody really seems to help out and stuff, you know? And I'm really hungry. There's a taco stand right there and, like, the smell is really getting to me. Yeah, how much is tacos? Like, a dollar? A taco? I'm playing with tacos. Huh? I'm playing with tacos. Oh, you don't have to do that. Are you seriously, man? Are you going to buy me a taco? Seriously, brother? Like that. You don't have anything else left there. You know what? When I when I go grab my taco, maybe we can split it in half and share it together. Did you guys see that? I can't believe it. I didn't even ask him for money. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give this quarters back to him in a second. He definitely deserves it. I don't understand these people, bro. This Wealthy people, like I know we say that in every single video, every time we ask these wealthy people or people who look like they're doing good, they don't want to have any change to spare, but it's always the people that are like homeless, they don't have anything, they always have something to give, and it's true. This guy is going to get his food and I'm going to bless him 
with a lot of cash. As an entrepreneur, as a creator, I'm 24-7 on the go all the time. Shopify me. Okay, it looks like it's just taking some time to load. Um, but we see, looking at this scripture here, that uh, Matthew verse 19, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 19, be the least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. So we see this homeless man given the little change that he have for another homeless man that he thinks is homeless. So I'm not sure why my computer isn't loading all the way right, but it's okay. Um, I'm going to wait a couple more couples seconds here to see if it'll play okay doesn't look like it's going thank god This video is very, very thought-provoking, I will tell you that. Okay, so I'm not sure why. Okay, this is at 3 minutes and 13 seconds. Let me see if I can refresh it and go back to 3 minutes so you all can watch it there um it's a quite interesting video i would say um so just going back to the actual blog here um i like to move forward and try to talk about
Oh, maybe I'll do this. This is what I'll do. Let's go over some of the final touches with the tissues. I, hopefully, I can finish the rest of these here. And then on Thursday, what I'll do is go ahead and um, talk about Sarah. Sarah, Abraham's uh, wife. Okay. So, I believe I left off. Okay. So, we've I went over... Um, I went over tissue, tushy, plant paper, ego cheeks, real toilet paper, public goods had a lot of tissue and a lot of different products. Um, let's look at seeding by Grove. Let's look at that one. Seeding by Grove. Okay, Kaboo. Seeding by Grove. Okay. All right. Let's see. So, this is toilet free toilet paper. It's 100% bamboo. So, most of all of this toilet paper that is um, uh, environmental friendly are going to be bamboo looks like okay so this is they also have charitable givebacks let's look at their about me section their story it says hi we're grow collaborative um and we're here to empower a sustainable revolution in your home through our marketplace of 200 plus vetted brands we're committed to reducing and offsetting plastic waste yay establishing strict ingredients standards and crafting their own planet first products to lead the way so long status quo okay let me look here so it says moving beyond plastic through, through our beyond plastic initiative let's look at what their beyond plastic initiative everything you order from grove is 100 percent plastic neutral and we're working to eliminate plastics from our products crafting the best products look to grove crafted brands like grow company and peach let's look at some of their crafted brands and their grow company we're also going to look at peach for products that set the sustainability standard without compromising on performance they have strict ingredient standards. Everything on our shelves meets the grow standard by priori prioritizing cruelty-free production, plant-based and, and filler-free formulas and natural fragrances. So the average grow water removes the equivalent of 26 plastic water bottles from nature. I like that. You giving me some data letting us know look like each the average order their average order is going to eliminate 26 plastic water bottles from nature this is great okay greener goals so i'm not sure how natural all of this is but um i know when there are certain companies that are associated with these uh supposedly go green organizations they usually are um, recycling plastic, which are still harmful. Um, they're not like the other organizations where they just have simply just complete natural organic 
um, products. So we have um, their certified B Corporation business that does good. Um, they're a public benefit corporation. So they're publicly traded. We're recognized as a business doing good for people, animals, and the earth. Protecting the planet. They always ship 100% of carbon neutral using sustainable packaging materials and support nonprofits like the Nature Conservancy and more. Let's look at that. The impacts you can see they have transparency is at the core of what they do. They have a 2022 impact report that we can look at to learn how they're driving meaningful change together year after year. They also have a, a video. Let's look at this video. We see the world our industry has helped create. We see the plastic crisis. We see ocean pollution and deforestation. We see it. And we're here to change it. We're Grove Collaborative. We exist to transform the products you use at home to a force for good, to create a world where all choices are sustainable choices. Because we believe that how we wipe up life's small messes, what we use to soothe our bodies, how we clean our homes, and what we teach our kids have the power to create a brighter, more sustainable world. shipment is carbon neutral and by 2025 grove will be 100% plastic free because sustainability is the only future and what we do now matters okay so we have another uh, video talks about their commitment to repurpose with global partners. So let's look at this one. Companies around the world make two billion pounds of new plastic every day. Much of it ends up as trash clogging land. The plastic crisis is a growth
the choice for being a force of nature. Well, that sounds nice. The lady, she's language, so it matches their tone of voice and the um through the tone. She could have been a lot a little nervous too. Um, I experience nervousness all the time when I'm speaking, just doing my podcast every season. I understand just with things. I am kind of a little resistant, uh, simply because the statistics are not always um as um statistics can be depending on the population and the uh, methodology that this seems to be like a great uh, place to shop i wanted to look at some of their other uh products so they have um ready to move beyond plastic so they have ultimate dish soap okay hydrating hand soap looks like they're into like really, really providing some great statistics here. They have 24 billion pounds of plastic enters the oceans every year, killing over 1 million marine animals. This is very, that's bad. 9% of plastic gets recycled, no matter how much you put in your recycling bin. Um, so I guess they can't really sift through all of that, right? 76 million pounds of plastic packaging are created by the U.S. companies every single day. So what does beyond plastic mean? Um, so today Grove order is 100% plastic neutral. They talked about that already. Um, according to the US EPA 2018 report, 9% of plastic gets recycled. Okay, they've said that already. Um, your Grove order removes the weight of 26 plastic water bottles from the nature, from nature on average. So you can go beyond uh plastic with grow company and peach they have surface cleaners let's look at some of their uh products there they also have hand and dish soap that we were just looking at they have peach not plastic okay um kick plastic waste out of every room out of your laundry out of cleaning personal care health and wellness um the kitchen uh, so they have all of these different outlets that they provide. So let's look at some of these things here. So they have the concentrates. They have multi-purpose cleaner, $7.99. Orange and rosemary. They have tub and towel cleaner concentrate, $7.99. Let's look at the ingredients on that. Hopefully they'll have the ingredients. So it says they're ditch soap scum sustainably. I like that. Haha. <laughs> ditch soap scum. So this is 100% plant-based formula. It leaves tubs and tile clean by removing four times more soap scum than any other natural brands. It's free of uh, triclosan, parabens, uh, phthalates, phosphates, dyes, ammonia, chlorine, bleach, and synthetic fragrance. They have 100% natural fragrance. This sounds really good, too. Um, the scents are made with 100% natural uh, derived from essential oils and other plant-based ingredients. 
They have orange and rosemary, apple and pear blossom, lavender blossom and thyme, lemon and eucalyptus, free and clear and wild grass and neroli. You can refill, reuse or recycle with them. They have no plastic waste from Grow Company Cleaner. Concentrates come in infinitely recyclable glass bottles and are packaged in fully recyclable plastic-free material. This is very good and I'll explain why. Because what happens is when you're buying certain products that have um that come in plastic containers, really a lot of the containers that are are um packaging is coming in they also have dioxins they have parabens many of them have um different type of uh you know just harmful chemicals that could be damaging to the body okay so when you think of dioxins you have to think about plastic that can go off into whatever product that you're using so if it comes in a plastic container is going to have like plastic particles that will still go into that product. And so like, just say you're using some skin product, they come in a container, plastic container. The plastic container itself has particles that are released into that product over time. And so this is what happens to recycle plastic and other different types of plastics. They have dioxins that are really harmful to the body. And so when we think about this company using glass, this is very good. This is a quite, um, I would say, a very generous improvement than the rest of society. Okay, you're not going to get products that is are really going to come in um, glass containers. So glass containers they um somewhat minimize or eliminate uh sense that could really be harmful can you use on your skin or your that comes in glass product because it's no plastic waste with that product okay um it is it, probably very sometimes it could be difficult for them to ship those type of products too but all right so is grow company non-toxic yep grow collaborative cleaning products are non-toxic and cruelty free um they have reusable cleaning spray bottles that serves as the perfect pair to these grow company tub and towel cleaner concentrates they recycle on us so you can email them and they'll send you a prepaid return label and you can return your uh, packaging to them. Okay, so they will accept the grow company flexible plastic packaging pouches and tubes, including the glass cleaning concentrates and other small grove glass packaging and grow company glass spray bottles on sleeves. So I think that this is really good. Let's look at this 38.
okay so that was very good so what they do is they send you i guess it comes in a plastic container but the actual product with the essential oils come in a glass container and you just go ahead and pour some in there and then recycle it if you're tired of it just send it back with their return label this is so nice i'm definitely going to be ordering from them um i like the idea of having all of those essential oils and stuff and just with them having glass that just won me over okay that sounds like a very great product so let's look at some of their other stuff accessories they have deodorant they have body lotion and soaks um they have cotton balls and swabs sun care and tanning they have hand lotion baby lotions and creams hand soaps kids and baby bath they have uh um they have everything that you need storage and organization paper products compost trash and re recycling cooking and dining um bedding and bath let's look at the bedding and bath okay okay they have some some bamboo towels they have bamboo sheets satin sheets they have a self-draining bar soap shower caddy so it looks like they have a lot of nice stuff here um it seems similar to goods uh, but um goodbye to plastic all together they have the peach kids the peach hair products and this this seems really really nice they have laundry um soap cleaning dryer sheets they have uh, laundry detergent, laundry uh, detergent sheets. This is not stain remover spray. That's by Grow Company. This is nice here. They also have the kitchen tools and accessories, um, coffee filters. They have uh, silicone baking cups, soap saver bags reusable uh silicone food savers sandwich bags so looks like they have some great products so let's look at how much their tissue will cost um that's where i like to go paper products we're gonna look at toilet paper because that's what i've been basically analyzing so far okay so oh that that seems pretty affordable so you get 12 rows which is about 240 sheets per row for 11 dollars 
and 99 cents. Okay, so I'm going to post this. Uh, okay, it looks like they don't have a subscription, but that's fine, right? They also have uh, reviews and stuff here, too. And it can last approximately one week. Okay. So this is good here. And so I'll, I'll post this. This is, uh, you get 12 rolls of tissue for $11.99. Okay. So I think that that is it for today. Um, I think I looked at cloud paper. Did I did I skip over cloud paper? I don't know. I don't think I did. <laughs> uh, public goods. I didn't put anything there. But I'm gonna. I have to go back and put that there. So you get 12 regular rolls of tissue. The actual price is $11.99. Um, this is 240 sheets per roll. So all we would do is basically divide So you're really only spending about a dollar and a dollar per row, really. That's it. So this is good, you all. Well, let me go ahead and I'm going to end on that tonight. Okay, so I really appreciate you all for joining me. Um, I will see you all on Thursday. Um, in the meantime, please go ahead, send me an email for any topic suggestions because I'm definitely about to switch the podcast and hopefully we'll go into the end of the year with this part the next one but i did want to go ahead and start talking about some breaking news i wanted to integrate that into the podcast maybe about um for the first 10 minutes of the podcast to so talk about breaking news around the world and how it could be impacting your community um so let me just go ahead and pray and so Oh, if you wanted to become a part of the breaking news segment, let me know, okay? And I'll I'll try to include you in there. So let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you for receiving your word today. We ask that you please allow your word to continue to resonate in our hearts. God, please remove every obstacle and barrier out of our life. Allow us to be inspired by you, encouraged by you, and allow us to communicate with you more than anybody that we do in this world. Father God, we want to have a great relationship with you. Please allow us to advance in your kingdom. 
by building a intimate relationship with you that is close to you that depends on you for everything we want to be dependent on you god so we thank you for your inspiration